like when you're in know. when you're in college and you're trying to save every every penny you can that the ramen goes a long way man <laughs> yeah man now Crack when you're ramen like in your egg, 30s microwave some potatoes yeah, now when you're in your 30s and you actually have money that you can spend on food and drink, you're like, hmm, maybe I should be a little more refined and choose what I want instead of just putting stuff in my mouth just to put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I used to be all about those Jack in the Box uh, 99 cent tacos, two for 99 mm-hmm. cents. Uh, I hate those things. It, they're gross. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I just have our czar of source material, John. Oh, wait, I had some prepared for this. Hold on. Oh, you did? Oh, oh God, he had he's not prepared. Oh, wait, I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know what he's doing. I just oh, oh, very nice. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh my god i nice promised hat. uh nice hat my my mother came back from thailand and she bought oh. this hat for uh my wife and my wife i promised her that i would wear it on on a recording once so there there it is there it goes there you, there you, i i hope she's happy <laughs> uh uh, so a couple of things before we get into what we're talking about tonight. One, I apologize for my voice. I'm still recovering from bronchitis. Um, I'm almost back to 100%, but not quite there yet. Um, I'll try to mute myself if I ever do cough, but uh, just apologies up front uh, for that. Um, also, um, by the time this comes out, it'll pro- it'll be about two weeks later. But I do want to say thank you to the guys on the podcast for my wonderful Christmas gift. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I was not expecting you to get me anything. Birthday gift. Not Christmas. Oh, birthday gift. Excuse me. (laughs) Like, we're way past Christmas. Excuse me. We're also recording this on my birthday. So, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. (laughs) On that note, since since we are here, uh, John and I, uh, I am going to go ahead and have a little pull, pull one out for myself right here on my birthday. And some of you may ask, how old am I? Uh, That's none of your fucking business. (laughs) Um, he's turned 25 for the, I want to say ninth time. That's a, that's, that's about right. I'm 34. <laughs> anyway, for the ninth. Cheers. Time. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that is damn good scotch, by the way. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want some. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's McAllen 15 year, uh, Highland, uh, single malt scotch whiskey and it's really really good uh so thank you guys for my wonderful birthday present i will definitely be enjoying it over the next few weeks um anyway should we get uh, started what we're gonna be talking about tonight john yeah all right so you actually suggested this topic john and I- i'm glad you did and so i i suggested the topic of like what about an episode where we talk about animes that surprise us whether good or bad right Mm-hmm. Because I watched one specific show, uh, and I talked ad nauseum about it uh, in our monthly, monthly dump. dump. Yeah, with me and Shinoda. Uh, and that's that was Butareba. That was the, the pig liver anime. The Kirito turns into a pig. 
and funniest shit I've ever seen. Funniest shit I've ever. By seen. the way, I, I was not one of the very few episodes of this podcast I have not been on because I was so sick, and I actually got to watch that episode as like a viewer of the podcast. That show sounds dark. <laughs> Yo, that I honestly I'm waiting for the last episode to air because it only had the first eleven, <laughs> and I think they had to delay the twelfth episode or something. Oh. I think it's been like two weeks and episode 12 still hasn't come out so i'm like i don't i'm not sure where the last production episode. delays i honestly i'm like i i need i need to know the end closure yeah because it finally episode 11 goes over like they it comes to the ending and i'm like okay what happens now i need to see the resolution i need to see i'm like oh man i'm i'm getting blue balled right now <laughs> blue but, balls the anime yeah after watching butareva because i remember i think i'm pretty sure it was in the tie that was like Oh, is that the the incest or not incest? The uh the bestiality one, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And it's like the pig one, and I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not the isekai I'm talking about. And he's just like, and I was like, what are you talking about? What <laughs> pig bestiality isekai? What have you and, been watching, Natai? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, apparently people were talking about it, and uh, so I, I had to check it out, right? And I was like, I, I looked at the uh, reviews on Mal, mm. and I looked at the reviews on uh, Crunchyroll, and it's like. Crunchyroll, it was sitting at a stay like it's at the 3.8 right now. It's not uh, great, but it's I'm not pretty awful sure either. Well, I mean, for Crunchyroll, anything lower than like 4.6 is bad. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know why the reviews are like that, but Crunchyroll is a weird scale of like. Well, it's like Mal. Every time someone rates something less than a seven on Mal, they say, "Oh, it's the worst thing ever." It's like, no, it's just above average if it's a six. Yeah, they it, Crunchyroll scale is weird. There's just, there's a bunch of fives and a bunch of fours. They barely use ones and threes. And, and five stuff. is the highest it can be on on Crunchyroll. Yeah, but you know, for a show that's under four point six, typically that means it's a pretty generally in general it's a terrible show. Mm. And so you know, I I was like, okay, people are hating on this because uh, it's it's an isekai. So you know, there's there's detractors of isekai, and then there's like, the fact that yeah, like like Alex, and then there's the fact that people are like, oh, he's like a perverted pig, but like that's gross. Like this is a gross concept. And I'm like, okay, so I had to watch it to see what the fuck it was about. And after watching the first episode, I was just like, well, it wasn't that perverted. Like he he acts like a perverted guy because he's like, oh, please call me a pig, please demean me. And it's like, ah, I get it. He's a he's a piggy otaku, and he wants yeah. to be called Mister Pig. It's like okay, yeah. Um, phenomenal voice acting by Kirito, by the way. <laughs> so I want to I want to point this out. We always call him Kirito because I don't I can never remember his actual name. It's like his most prominent voice role that he's ever done. But I... this dude is a phenomenal voice actor. Yeah, he, he plays a uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice Romani Kanti. Yes. Yeah, so he, he's a good voice actor. I just will always call him Kirito because I that's what I know him as. It's like but, we always call Dio Dio. Dio, yeah, Dio's always Dio, man. Dio is always Dio. So <coughs> after the first episode, I, I I continue to watch it. And then I get to episode you get to episode two, you know, how episode one ends, you're like, oh what the fuck's going on? And then you get to episode two and you learn more about the story. You're like, yo, what? What? It's a pretty fucked up world. Like, what? And uh yeah, it surprised me because I was like, this is actually a pretty good story so far a little bit predictable in my opinion because mm. by episode three i predicted exactly what was going to happen and uh like it, it it's still like a good 
adventure story and it's like the learning about this world and how dark it is like the way they, they treat the it's, it's a it's about a slave class of people right called the um yema i think it was or yethma yethma, yethma is what you called it in the yeah. dump they're like uh some some form of slave class and this is a world that has magic but only the yethma can access healing magic so it's like it talks about that in episode one and then you learn like Oh, Yethma are hunted for their magical powers. They can get parted out and stuff like that. And it's like there, there's only two rules in this world: uh, a Yethma cannot be sexually assaulted, and a Yethma cannot travel by like in any form of transportation. And it's just weird, you know. It's like those are the only two rules surrounding Yethma. So it's like, well, you can treat them like slaves. They don't really fight back, and you know everything gets you can treat them at- like shit to a point to a point as long as you don't sexually assault them uh does that stop evil humans from doing that and then killing them no are, john are you telling me that criminals don't obey the fucking law what yeah and it's like it's you meet one of the girls that they say it's also a yetma that like, <laughs> she's been trafficked basically and it's just sad bro i was like oh my god hearing it's... you guys in the monthly dump talk about this show like you know when i heard it was an isekai i immediately turned my brain off but then hearing you guys talk about it and how dark the actual world is kind of makes me want to watch it to learn about this world. It's really good of a show. <laughs> like, I, I like it. Everything it's dark, but it sounds good. And it's not too graphic or anything like that. Uh, it's a little bit graphic at some points, I'd say. Towards mm-hmm. the end, like you get to see more graphic things and they in, instead of implying things, they they like <laughs> it's a little bit more like you see like, oh. You know, he takes off his pants while he has her pinned down. And you're like, oh, that Ooh. is terrible. Ooh-woo. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that everyone hated Butareba because of the whole concept of, oh, it's just a guy who reincarnates as a pig. But hmm. when he reincarnates, he doesn't have any superpowers or anything. And it's like, it doesn't follow any uh, typical, stereotypical uh, isekai tropes. It's just a guy. And he's just like, oh, this girl who's, who's super nice to me, like, I... I want to make sure she gets to her destination. Like she is his charge. And then you just get to explore the world as they survive and get to the, the end goal. So okay. I, I honestly would recommend that. I, I wasn't going to talk about it again since I, but here we I, are talking about it. Here again. We, because it was one of the ones that I had <laughs> no, I had very low expectations for mm-hmm. because you know, I, it, it sounds like a pretty dumb concept. Right. And based off of the trailer and stuff like that i'm like oh it's a pretty dumb concept but i was misled i feel like when you go into something with low or zero expectations and it like just is a bang up job of a of a show it's it's very gratifying when you do that when that happens yeah uh so that's you know that's <laughs> watching butareba is what spawned me like you know we should probably talk about shows that just either they were overhyped or they were uh freaking sleeper hits like yeah you know animes that surprised us i feel like we don't talk about that much on this on this podcast like the sleeper hits in general yeah because i i feel like a lot of anime um anti-tubers in general talk about things that are popular uh like you know oh, let's talk about jujutsu kaisen season two was pretty good or oh, one Demon piece Slayer. is real oh demon slayer oh like yeah yeah, I, I've My heard that. Yeah, like I, I hear about those so often, but I don't hear about like Butareba or uh one of my other ones that I I, I sub 
subbed onto this list magical destroyers right yes if anyone which is one that surprised me too i i have talked about magical destroyers a little bit in our previous monthly dumps but magical destroyers you watch the trailer and you think okay this anime is just another magical girl anime and if you're a veteran anime watcher you have seen plenty of magical girl anime it's like how many more twists can they put on magical girls how many more madoka clones do we have Yeah, how many more madoka clones do we need to make man come on like (laughs) we've seen it already but even Madoka's still around, man. By the way, movies. by the way, quick side tangent. Speaking of magical girls, I started watching Gushing Over Magical Girls. Holy shit. Is that yeah, is it just straight up porn? Uh it's not far off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like pervy and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like it's like a Madoka, but what if Madoka was like a raging lesbian and evil? <laughs> I was like, well, that's <coughs> Madoka's kind of a freaking raging lesbian. We talking about her in well, No, no, Madoka isn't a raging lesbian. She's got eyes for her. The one person has eyes for her because she's a raging raging lesbian. Oh, but yeah. So, Magical Destroyers is a very good anime for anyone who's a veteran uh, weeb. If you've watched a bunch of anime, you you're like, oh, I've been watching anime for like twenty years or fifteen years, ten years, whatever. I think you would quite enjoy it. There's a lot of meta commentary. If you're commentary. new to anime, this will turn you off anime forever. If you're new to anime, you, you don't understand the uh, the meta commentary <laughs> that they make and the like the amount of symbolism that they have in the show. Like it, I I liked the ending. Like I I don't think it was a terrible ending, but I do know that a lot of people were turned off by the ending because they're like, oh, what the fuck? But I'm like, I understand why people didn't like the ending because the first time I watched it, I was like. But then I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, you know, that's not so bad. The more I think about it, well, because it stayed true to like its theme. That, yeah. that, that was the more important part to me. It, it stayed true to its theme, central theme, the indomitable spirit of the weeb. And I'm yes. like, yeah, I liked it. I liked, it. you know, which is really what it's about. Like, if you watch this and you don't actually think about the stuff that's being said, you're gonna think, well, this is kind of a generic magical girl show. Which, if you're not analyzing it at all, yeah, you're gonna come away with that. But if you actually listen to the things you're saying, um, as as weird as some of the stuff they're doing is, like, it's a general commentary on like otaku culture. Yeah, and that's why I think it's a pretty decent anime, and people, veteran watchers at least, should give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I, I also want to point out, it doesn't exactly paint otaku and weebs in the best light 100% of the time, which I think is to its credit. Yeah, because so one thing about the um, show is that it doesn't paint it doesn't it doesn't just talk about uh, anime otaku. So for the people who don't know, otaku just means like you're an addict, uh, ups, you're you're obsessed with something. Yeah. You could be like a military otaku. You could be a car otaku. Train otaku. Any, yeah. Oh God. Train Otaku are the worst. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. They are the worst. <laughs> you see that story about, all right, I'm not a side tangent about Japanese news, but uh, there is a, I guess a, a Westerner that got in the middle of a train shot. He's like riding, he's on, he's riding his bicycle. Right. Mm-hmm. And these train Otaku are set up to take a picture of this. I think rare I know train. what you're talking about. Yeah. And basically, they're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, like, you should fucking die. Like, they literally like, shit! Fucking guys, yeah! 
Oh, Canada. Okay. They're like, well, what about you pay us then? You pay us. And they're like trying to shake down this guy. <coughs> and of course, you know, this catches on fire on Japanese social media because you know, foreigner does weird thing is very popular in Japan. Mm. Um, because that's all the rage right now. Thanks to like some really bad actors in Japan, which is a shame. You know, respect people's cultures, guys. Come on. Don't be a fucking... I feel like some of that's also like all these uh, Japanese VTubers like talking about American culture too. probably spurs that on a little bit. I don't know. I, I just know that there are a couple of like people, vloggers and stuff <laughs> that go to people who go to Japan, uh, foreigners who go to Japan and they just are fucking Total dicks. Yeah. And it, it's like Japan like already dude, has I can't a remember his I can't remember his name, but the dude that would go on to like public trains and just do pranks and these pranks yeah. are like trying to ride the shinkansen and... for free yeah or or he's like going on to pe- like throwing mango juice on it like that, that's not a prank bro that's assault yeah like ever since freaking logan paul was that the guy who went to japan and did it the one that the suicide forest the thing? suicide forest guy that was logan paul, it was right? one of the paul brothers i don't remember which one jake paul logan paul i'm pretty sure it was logan paul uh but essentially ever since he went and started doing that shit other degenerates decided to follow suit and be like oh we're gonna go to japan and do weird shit to the japanese people and japan's already super xenophobic as it is yeah you don't need an excuse to make them more xenophobic <laughs> so it's, it's just it's terrible you know and uh basically the you know the train otaku were like you know shooting this they're upset i clearly but uh train otaku are not very <laughs> well liked by the japanese public <laughs> mm. because they are assholes they will yell at anyone. It doesn't matter if you're a foreigner or not. They will yell at you if you ruin their shot. And it's like you're walking on a public space. So this uh, foreigner, this Westerner, he was just riding his bike through there. It, he wasn't trying to ruin the shot or nothing. He was just riding it through, right? Because mm-hmm. he's on a bike. And just at enjoying first, his day, going about his day. Yeah, well, at first I thought he was trying to ruin the shot and be an asshole. But it, as it turns out, no, he was just riding the bike. Like it, it was a public space. They didn't yeah. have any right to shoot there. And a lot of train otaku, uh, they don't care about people's rights to using public sidewalks and stuff like that. They'll fucking harass people and, you know, go. F- they literally tell them to go die because he ruined their shot. And it's like, you know, so uh, otaku are kind of just obsessed people, but train otaku are the fucking worst because they're just, they're a different breed of like degenerate, in my opinion. But I knew you can someone, say that for like a lot of different otaku, right? There, there's I knew a lot someone of when I was in college that was like that with trains, except they weren't going out and taking pictures of trains. They built model trains in their apartment. Yeah, no, a bunch of train otaku will like get dangerously close to trains and like illegally set up uh, shots where they can get like rare shots of these rare trains and shit like that. And they don't ask for permission or nothing. They just do it. Yeah. And when they don't get their way, they're like little bitches about it. And it's like, ah, fucking... Come on. So, but anyway, um, magical yeah. destroyers. Magical destroyers is pretty good. It, it the commentary on otaku ness in general is, I think, a really good one. I think I'm pretty sure I rated an eight out of ten. Right? I think it was an eight or a nine. Pretty sure it was an eight out of ten when I. Uh, I think I gave it an the, eight out of ten too. But I I recommend it. Yeah, magical destroyers is good. Um, and pink made me feel things i'm just saying <laughs> pig just reminds you of your stereotypical she's florida a florida tweak. girl she's a florida girl yeah she's a tweaker she's drugs. literally a tweaker <laughs> she just wants she's drugs drugs where <laughs> <laughs> give me drugs oh lord moving on uh alex yes 
Oh, I guess I should pick something off my list. I want to talk about the eminence and shadow because we don't talk about that enough on this podcast. I I am so am surprised. Atomic. I am so surprised that you took to eminence and shadow as much as you have. Is it really that surprising? John. <laughs> I know. So I remember watching eminence and shadow and then being like, yo, this is pretty funny. I love it. Right. And I remember, um, Pretty sure it was Chinoda that watched it before us, but I don't think it was Chinoda that recommended it. I think it was, <coughs> I want to say it was Classy Ulysses that recommended this. It was show old because he was talking about it every single week in our Discord server. I'm pretty sure he was. So I, you know, I, I gave it a shot, hmm. and I, <laughs> it's, it's got so many tropes in it, like OP, OP uh, MC, you know, the Isekai world, the harem trope stuff. Chuck Coon. <laughs> Truck Coon makes an appearance, literally yeah. Truck Coon. But it, it it's because of how ridiculous it is that it it works. Like it's not a serious story by far, and it leans very heavily into its ridiculousness. Yeah, and it's very similar to uh, Overlord, where it's basically the supporting cast and side characters that really hold the show up. Because I love the world building, I, I love everything that happens in the background. And then there's the fucking MC that just shows up and it's like, haha, I destroy everything with one hit. I am atomic. <laughs> so continue, continue, Alex. Oh, I mean, I, I so <laughs> I went, I went into this like, cause like we said, there was a few people in the discord server, uh, probably Chinoda included. They were like every week when a new episode would come out during the first season would be like, yeah, this is fucking great. You should watch this. You should watch this. And when the first season ended, I finally broke down and I, I watched the whole thing all the way through over the course of two nights in our mm -hmm. discord server. Right. We did a watch along in our discord server and oh my God, was I, I was in love with this from like episode one. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw the the MC and he's like even even before he gets like re is, is he reincarnated yeah he's reincarnated because he dies yeah, yeah he's in the real guy. world um like even in or the Kenzie. in his real world like he's such a chuny in the real world I'm like yes I'm here for this just go slay king slay <laughs> um, and he's like he's the same person when he reincarnates like it's this this anime has no like high-minded ideals it has no illusions of like it being uh something more than what it is it's just a fun adventure and i yeah. love it for that i mean like the main character literally is like yeah i'm surrounded by a bunch of beautiful girls but i can't have sex with anyone because i have to be a virgin exactly because <laughs> he knows he knows the big the rule of chunies is if you if you have sex you're no longer a toonie. <laughs> yeah. So, he literally says that. It, it's I thought it was a, a great watch just because it's it's just fun and it's well animated. The action sequences are awesome. I also love the scenes where he's just brooding. <laughs> yeah. I love the inner dialogue, the inner monologuing that he does. Like when he's setting up his room for like, oh, uh, someone's gonna show up. I have to set the the room and set the mood so like i'm gonna go steal these paintings and setting them up here i'm gonna get this hundred year old vintage wine and then yes and then he sits there waiting for her to show up so he can be like mm, a fine hundred year old he, he set it everything up for a bit <laughs> it's like what the fuck i also love that scene during the first season where there's all this crazy shit going on around him and then he's just walking around in this building and he finds a piano and he just starts he sits down and starts playing moonlight sonata i'm like yeah. could you be any more stereotypically chuny 
Yeah, I I think that the hype around Eminence and Shadow is well worth it just because it's it's a fun time. Like it's not a serious yeah. show. It's not something that you have to pay attention to. It's something you could really just watch in the background. But and I, 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 think, I think I think it the would reason be... I went I think the reason I went into this was so like low expectations is because it was pitched to me as an isekai. And a lot of the people that were recommending it to me are people I know who will sit and watch the trashiest isekai. Bro, why you gotta call me out like that? It wasn't just you. <laughs> I was mostly thinking about Shinoda. That's true. His because let's be his... honest, at least at least you will get to like episode five of a shitty isekai and be like, bro, this is a fucking waste of time. Yeah, and then I'll still watch it. <laughs> that doesn't but at least stop. you'll recognize that it's a waste of time. Oh, yeah, Shinoda, no. on the other hand, will go through mental gymnastics to justify, to justify watching why it. it's really good. And it's like it's not like bro, but the sound design was good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I I can separate myself from like I can just because it's a bad show doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. Mm. I can enjoy bad things. I think it's fine to do that. Sometimes you can just sit and laugh at how bad it is. Yeah, it's like sometimes a show is just god awful, but I continue to watch it like Isekai smartphone is god awful. <laughs> oh, my watch. God. No, I, I'm so excited for season three, man. When they go fight the phase phrase. Oh, man. He's going to collect that, that his dude, nine wife must have the best battery in that smartphone. Well, it was a smartphone given to him by God. So, oh, well, listen, it, it literally has Google in it. Built in chat GPT <laughs> Google for nice. magic skills and whatnot. <laughs> nice. Um, for people who haven't seen Eminence and Shadow, yes, I 100% re- uh, recommend it. Especially if you've ever seen Konosuba and you like Konosuba, you'll probably like Eminence and Shadow. It's just like a slightly more dramatic version of Konosuba. I would say mm, Konosuba is more of a joke, though, on... It's a it's a parody it, of Isekai. Yeah, it, it's a inside, like, not inside joke. It's a um, self-aware parody of Isekai. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be, like... It, it's supposed to be a fun like we, we're not taking this seriously at all like literally at all well, i don't think eminence and shadow takes itself super seriously either well i think the uh background characters and story and stuff oh the background yeah the background characters do for sure yeah the main like, character a... don't take it seriously at all but the background stuff of like you know the uh the the demon blood and all that stuff you know the cursed children and yeah all the stuff that happens it's like it's actually kind of good <laughs> and the only problem so it's like if you got rid of the main character guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like his whole chuny personality. Like if we saw Sid, the main character, through the eyes of the supporting cast of like the super genius Sid, super yeah. mega combatant Sid, then it would actually be a, a pretty okay like combat uh, drama like anime. Yeah. But because we know how Sid is and we go through it through his eyes, we're just like, it's a fucking joke. Everything's a fucking game to him. It's a fucking joke. Also, uh, before we move on, I would be remiss if I didn't say Delta Best Girl. Um... (laughs) I love Delta's action so much. And uh, so in the I think that the anime has done the show (laughs) a lot better than the manga has. Really? Um, There are certain. So I've been watching because I, you know, I like to rewatch the combat scene sometimes. And for whatever reason, YouTube was like, hey, here are some people, uh, other anti-tubers, co- comparing and contrasting the uh, episodes to the uh, manga chapters. Mm. And I believe this is based off the light novel instead of the manga. But okay. I, I've only read the manga. I should probably read the light novel. But I have, like, three other light novels I'm fucking trying to get through right now. So I'll, it's on the back burner. <laughs> Once I get through the other three, I'll, I'll, I'll go read it. But 
I remember reading the panels and um, you know, comparing and contrasting. I'm like, like the scene with uh in season two uh, uh with Delta fighting um John Smith. Yeah, like it's they they didn't have a battle in the manga. Oh. Literally, John Smith starts doing his monologue, then Delta just like instantly goes, "Oh, I know who you are." And it's just like, "Oh, okay." There there was no combat. Can I just say also the names in this show? Or fucking great per oh, yeah. Manhattan. Uh Doemu. <laughs> Doemu Ketsu, whatever. Yeah, pervy ass hat. Um his friend Potato. Potato. <laughs> the other guy, Skell Elten. <laughs> <laughs> when then his his literal under what was it? Uh mundane man. <laughs> mundane man, yes. I love the names in this. <laughs> yeah. It's just like another layer of like it's not a serious show at all. No, no. So if you like if you like stuff like that where it's, it's stories that don't take themselves too seriously and there's OPMC, you'll love Eminence and Shadow. Go watch and it. Animation's oh. really good. Oh yeah, the animation is spectacular and sound design's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's there's a lot to like about Eminence and Shadow, especially the main character. He's great. <laughs> Best boy of 2023. All right, so. I know people are going to roll their eyes when I say this, but not all Chinese anime are bad. Okay. Just 90% of them are. <laughs> Just listen, there's a lot of bad ones out there, but so I to be fair, there's about... a lot of bad anime in general. out there. Yeah. There's a lot of bad anime. Like it, it's not just, a, a, I, I remember like five or five, seven years ago when Chinese anime were really like starting to come out. It was rough. They were like poor animation budget, uh, poor design and choices in general and it's just like it was just poor in general right everything was given to the b teams at every one of these studios i'm not sure if they were given to the b teams but just everything about it was just terrible but i really enjoyed the daily life of the immortal king now i've talked about this uh on the discord a lot but Mm. i haven't really talked about it that much on any of our episodes but it's basically one punch man meets wuxia and if you don't know what wuxia is, it, it means martial heroes. It's basically like martial artists traveling around and just doing martial artist stuff in um, ancient fu. China. Yeah, it, it's kung fu, right? Show me your kung fu. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. That is a wuxia film, yes. But a uh, phenomenal movie too. <laughs> I went into Daily Life of Immortal King just going like I didn't know what it was uh, when I came across it, and I was just looking for something to watch while I was like. <laughs> Well, I had nothing to do at work on one of the weekends I was working. And I'm like, I, I got I, I watch something. I'm like, what is Daily Life of the Immortal King? Sure, why not? Let's watch this. And then my first thing, thought was, oh, it's in Chinese. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't mind Chinese anime. Mainly because I discovered um, The King's Avatar. And I was just like, I love The King's Avatar. It's an amazing... Um, I liked the anime. Uh, I really liked reading the uh, web novel. There's a live so. action version of that now too, isn't there? There was a live action Netflix series about it. Yes. Hmm. It covers like the first 60% of the book. So, but the live action one was God awful because they used stupid fucking CG. Um, But you know, the King's avatar season one, it had really rough CG and really not amazing art and animation, mm-hmm. but it was super popular. So season two, uh, it, it, the OVA, the battle all stars arc, and then subsequently season two are 
and the movie, by the way, they also got an animated movie that has a prequel. Beautifully animated. Amazing combat sequences. Great music, great sound design, and just amazing voice acting. But because I discovered the King's Avatar, I was like, you know what? Maybe not all Chinese anime are bad. So I, I'm not instantly turned off by just hearing like, oh, they speak in Chinese, right? In fact, with uh, the recent boon in boom, not boon, boom in Korean uh, manhwa being adapted or Korean uh, novels and manhwa being adapted into anime, I kind of want to hear what it sounds like in Korean because I used to watch K-dramas and stuff too. So I, I don't mind listening to Korean. I don't understand Korean as much as I understand Japanese. And I obviously, I barely understand Chinese. But uh, there's something about listening to it in its native tongue that it's supposed to be voiced in that makes it better and more authentic to me. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But yeah. with the Daily Life of the Moral King, it's just, it's funny, dude. It's It's One Punch Man levels of like, comedy right like this it's literally about a guy who gets born and he's like the strongest motherfucker in the world <laughs> and that's that's it that's that's the that's the joke <laughs> every episode they do something and he's just like uses his mega ultra powers to like he's trying to conceal his powers and stuff like that and everyone around him doesn't realize how strong he is other than like the the, the strong people who got saved by him mm-hmm. like one of the the captain of the guardians or whatever it was he like calls him master because he's like, master, you saved me when you were a child. <laughs> like it's literally the first episode where like this demon, the demon King frog is about to like destroy the earth or something. And the main character as a five-year-old kid is like going to the store to get snacks. Cause he really likes eating the ramen snacks. And <laughs> he drops his snacks so that he fucking drop kicks the demon frog guy. That's about to destroy the world. <laughs> Because he dropped his goddamn <laughs> snacks, because he because the demon frog made overreact him much. Yeah. <laughs> so from the get go, from episode one, it sets the tone of like this is what the show is about, and it's like it's like that every single episode, and I am here for it. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, right now, it's actually on season four. I I haven't started season four yet, but. I, I really so this is an anime adaptation or is this is this a, a anime studio making this or is this a, like a Chinese like Chinese animation studio? studio. Okay. It's a Chinese animation studio and it's it's made um in China and stuff like that. Okay. But it's and it's voiced in Chinese, but it's on Crunchyroll for whatever reason and what it's if it has a Japanese dub because that would be funny to hear. I don't see I don't know if I would enjoy listening to it in Japanese because again, I I have a weird thing about like native tongues. Like mm. sometimes for example, uh, I just watch Metallic Rouge uh did you mm. see my message about it out i i saw that and i i i really want to check this out because when we were we talked about it during the uh, the the, the preview. season preview yeah. and it ha- it gives off like blade runner-esque vibes and i'm here for it it does it definitely does in the first half and then the second half turns into a different story but i i still like the story i like i love the animation it, it's bones did an outstanding job with the animation i, I realized i didn't realize this at the time of recording the review but bones is making this as a celebration of their 25th anniversary yeah it's an anime original yeah so it's uh i didn't realize they were making it to celebrate their 25th anniversary but that's i guess that's cool i am pretty i'm less critical of of and um original anime originals yeah well they have no source material to live up to yeah i <laughs> So it's hard to have expectations. <laughs> it's hard to get disappointed and stuff when you don't have any expectations. Yeah. So you can only go up from there, right? And, you know, with an anime original, you're probably going to get a complete story. Probably. I'm pretty sure. I mean, 
I thought it was good, but uh, for Metallic Rouge, literally the uh, in in the first scene, she's the there's a girl who sings at a bar. She sings in English. Oh, and all of them ha- like have English kind of English names. So listening to the English dub, the English dub is really good. I, I mm. I'm gonna watch it in English compared to instead of Japanese. The Japanese dub is okay. It's not bad, but I really enjoyed the English. I've I've been watching Pluto on on Netflix, which is a f- absolutely phenomenal anime adaptation of a manga. By the way, um, one of the best manga adaptations I've ever seen for a manga that I've read. Um, and the English dub is like god tier. It has Keith fucking David in it. The Arbiter himself. The Arbiter himself is in this dub, and it's Spawn? amazing. I'm trying to think of other roles. Gargoyle. Keith David did. Was he in Gargoyles? in Gargoyles? Yeah. I I vaguely remember that show, but I don't remember it that much. <coughs> but yeah, yeah um, if you don't if you don't have a hate boner for uh, Chinese anime, I would recommend watching the Daily Life of the Immortal King. It's funny. It's fucking mm-hmm. funny. All right, sweet. Um, I guess it's my turn now, huh? Yeah. Uh. Shifting gears to something completely different. I want to talk about interspecies reviewers. <laughs> now, I remember interspecies reviewers. The only thing I remember about it when it first aired was that. Was it Sentai that had it right originally? Yeah, I think they were. Yes. Don't quote me on that, but I think it was Sentai. Oh, no, no, no. Funimation. Funimation. Oh, yeah. So, originally, it was picked up by Funimation, and they they, they apparently didn't realize what they had, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like a major controversy. Like, they, after episode two aired, they just, they dropped it from their network, and were like, yeah, we didn't realize it was going to be this much pornographic material, because it's basically hentai. It's It's just just like It's literally like half a step away from just jumping over the line to hentai. Yeah, so I... I didn't know anything about um, interspecies reviewers other than the controversy. I'm like, it's kind of like porn. And then I watched the first episode. I was like, okay, yeah, no, it's, it's basically just porn. <laughs> like, I can't believe this aired on TV. Holy crap. I mean, to be fair, it aired very late at night on a but, premium cable channel in Japan. <laughs> but I do know that um, I wanted to read the source material. So I went and read the manga uh the manga is not as perverted as the anime like that's one of the crazy things to me the source material is not as perverted as the the anime adaptation it's more surgical and clinical like they'll so the the basic premise of interspecies reviewers if you couldn't tell uh is that they go and review other species they review prostitutes basically they, they they go and they hit up brothels and they go to like oh let's have sex with our they leave like, amazon reviews of prostitutes yeah that's literally the show and in the manga in the source material it's a lot more surgical they they there is some bits of comedy here and there but it's more about like analyzing the mating rituals and like the anatomy of monster girls it's very of people who are different from the main characters yeah it it's just it's clinical. It's it's educational. It's the science and it, team. And for those who haven't seen it, it does take place in this. Fa- it's not an isekai, but it takes place in this fantasy world where there's dozens and dozens of, ver- of very different species of of creatures that yeah. exist. And then the anime comes out, and it's just like they went balls to the wall, all porn, dude. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It, it's. If you're not expecting it, especially in that first episode, boy, are you in for a shock. 
yeah, I mean, you're in for the shock of your life because it just it's it goes and it just never stops. It never stops. Can I just say, though, I enjoyed the manga a lot more than the anime just because really? like because I think that the idea behind like interspecies reviewers is just basically <clears throat> reviewing the anatomy and workings of other other species. I think that's interesting as a concept itself. Yeah. Like how would a mating how how would you mate with like a, a fire based like elemental or some shit? You know, it's like yeah, all right, fire demon or something. Yeah, it's like you you wouldn't unless you had lava resistance. So it's like, you know, how would you fuck a a slime girl or how would you fuck a harpy because they lay eggs? And it's like, it's to me, it's more interesting learning about their anatomy and how they would get around things like that. Yeah, like I remember the uh, they talk about having sex with centaur girls and it's like oh because centaur girls are um they're basically you know they're horses so it's mm -hmm. like they have they have a mouth but because they're horses they don't have fine dexterity skills so they can't really like kiss well they can't use their mouth for or activities. or use it for other things use their mouth for activities because they could accidentally bite bite something off that you don't want it to be bitten off they can chop through carrots pretty easily bro and let's let's not even think about the horse guys so yeah, it's like they explore like how that all works and stuff, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then there's the anime where it's just like, no, nah, we don't really care about the scientific side. Let's just basically shoot porn every episode. It's like, I, I like get how, it. It's funny, but... I do like how... I mean, I haven't read the manga, but I've heard you talk about it a lot and how it is. Um, it does seem like both do kind of have a very similar theme about learning to appreciate the differences that people have yeah. in different ways. Yeah, and to me, I like world building quite a lot. So I like things that discuss of uh, things like anatomy because you know how how in the world would you have a a half um like in D and D right yeah. <laughs> a half dragonborn right? How would that work? I don't think that could work. Like, I mean, e even in e you see it in science fiction too. Like in Star Trek, there are like half breed species, and I'm like, these are different species from different planets. How does that even work? Yeah, because like the reproductive system of a human is not compatible with another thing. Yeah, <laughs> like just not even if we include the whole DNA sequencing and like the uh, like you know twenty is it twenty three from 20, each pair? Yeah, twenty three pairs of chromosomes. Yeah. So uh, it's, to me, it's it doesn't. I, like, I mean, the I, closest I thing like... we ever had on this planet in reality was when Homo sapiens interbred with Neanderthals, which did happen. Yeah, because they were like genetically. They were the same. Enough. They were human species. They were both human species. Yeah. They but were both just... Homo erectus. Well, they were both Homo. They were they homos. homos. They were just a bunch of Homos hanging out. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the fact that they do kind of. Granted, in the manga, it does sound like they explore it way more thoroughly. But both both the anime and the manga do kind of look at this, look at all these differences, and you know maybe it's okay to appreciate the differences while still recognizing that there are some. Yeah, I mean, the, the anime is fun. Uh, it's, again, it's, it's, it's really basically fun. just porn. You you really can't be watching it out in public or anything like that. Or, or yeah, I, I I put on here that I recommend it to just about anyone as long as you're eighteen plus. <laughs> basically just porn <laughs> i mean it, it it kind of is i there is a little bit of commentary here and there throughout throughout the anime I, there's one uh conversation that's had 
toward the end of the anime it's like one character says to another yeah you can you even imagine there's worlds out there where we can't use magic to not get pregnant or not get sexually transmitted diseases (laughs) yeah it's like uh, yeah it'd be great if you could just (laughs) cast a spell and it's like you don't have to worry about getting pregnant we have something like that it's called a magic pill oh it's it's called hysterectomy it's magic (laughs) yeah but all right um i was pleasantly surprised by interspecies reviewers i did not go into it thinking i would enjoy it anywhere near as much as i did i again i thought it was all right i i didn't enjoy it as much as like someone like you did for example just because again i was just like I felt like the anime was just the shock value of like making it more perverted and more like porn was just kind of just because, because I compared it to the source material. I thought it like is a good direction to certainly get people to tune in, but I'm like, you're losing the allure of like why the manga is actually seen pretty good. Mm. But you know, it, it made waves. It definitely did. People uh, yeah, not that's stop talking for about damn it. sure. <laughs> Um, I do want to point out that it, it came very close to being our anime of the year for 2020. <laughs> I would have not done that even remotely in 2020. <laughs> Though, to be fair, 2020 didn't have too much to pick from either. That Well, there was a a, a, a slight reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, man, I wonder why. I, I If it hadn't have been for Great Pretender coming out at the very end of the year, it probably would have been our anime oh, of Great the Pretender year. Great Pretender is so good, though. It's so good. All right, uh, let's talk about Free Ren. Yes, so, let's, let's do that. I love talking about Free Ren. I like my boomer how, elf wife. I I like how I was like, yeah, I don't. This episode's mainly about trying to talk about shows that aren't super hyped up and on the in the mainstream. And I'm so let's talk, talk about, about the, Free Ren. Let's talk about the most mainstream anime out right now, which is Free Ren. Uh, I remember again. I think it was in the tie that was like, "Yo, Free Ren's going to be pretty good." Uh, music by Evan Call, so we're like, okay, the music can be good, but it was like Madhouse. I'm... Seeing seeing that it was done by Madhouse, I think made us a little leery because Madhouse has not been what they used to be. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, I I always take it with a grain of salt when I see like this is a most anticipated anime. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Well, there's certain shows that are overhyped, so I, I I had tempered expectations. I went in thinking like okay, is this show overhyped or not? And I can say I watched the first episode and I thought it was great, but I felt like it was a little overhyped, but I kept watching. And, you know, by episode three, <laughs> that's when I really fully realized, like, okay, this show is actually really good. like the, Because it's the story that starts at the end of a story. Yeah. And it's... That's why it's called, the subtitle is Beyond Journey's End. Um. Like, other than the fact that Yoasobi does the first opening, which is a fucking amazing song. And then, um, oh my god, who does the the ending song? Millicent? I believe so. Millie something? <laughs> uh, but th- it's got beautiful music. Evan Call did an, a, a bang-up fucking job on the soundtrack. And I really He has enjoy... quickly become, like, a go-to, like, top-tier anime soundtrack composer. Yeah. Uh, but free rent to me is it's it lived up to the hype. I, I'm gonna be honest here. I I didn't have much expectations for it again, just because I when I see people not shutting shutting up about a, a show that I haven't seen or like read or anything, 
then I, I uh, is it really going to be great? And eh, let's find out. The ED you were talking about is called Anytime, Anywhere by Malay. Malay, okay. <laughs> Millicent. That's a NPC from Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think that anyone, I, I don't have to talk about Free Rain too much because I, I, everyone knows about Free Rain. It's really good. But I just wanted to say I thought it was not going to be as good as it was. It definitely is as good as it, it is. definitely exceeded my expectations and then some. See, that, that's that's at least two anime from 2023 that were super hyped that you were leery about and you ended up enjoying them. Yeah. The other one was Oshinoko. Well, again, because I, I didn't know anything about Oshinoko and then I watched it and then after and you're like, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, no, it was stupid because <laughs> I only had to listen to Yosobi's opening idol so many times before the anime actually came out that I just said, fuck it. Because I remember the first episode came out and it was like an hour long. And I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that right now. But I kept listening to Idol. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go read the manga. <laughs> and I read to read the manga. And I was like, yo, this is really good. And then I watched the anime. I was like, yo, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. If I had a nickel for every time that John was thoroughly impressed by the most hyped anime of the season in 2023, I'd have two nickels. It's not a lot, but it's weird it happened twice. Yeah, it is weird that it happened twice. Normally, I'm fucking cynical as shit. (laughs) Especially with stuff that people are are hyping up. Especially when people recommend me things. That that makes it doubly worse. (laughs) Which I I like the fact that earlier today, Chinoda in our Discord server and our private chat was hyping up something. And you're like, I'll check it out. And then you come back and say, this is shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it has potential, but I think it's pretty bad so far. But it's only the first episode, you know, I'll give I said I'd give it the three episode shake. Yeah. Then after that, we'll decide. I also completely agree with what you wrote down here about uh, Freer and would recommend to anyone who wants a great story about learning to stop and smell the roses. Yeah, we discussed a little bit about Free Run before we started recording. And that's what's the to me, that's the main draw of Free Run as a story. Uh, it's it's like it's an adventure story. Sure. But. It's more about a long-lived elf who has learned to stop and smell the roses. Like that's yeah, it's interesting because you know she's someone who ha- has lived for thousands of years and doesn't really think about lifespan. Like um, you know, to her a human. decade is like five minutes. Yeah, to her a decade it's like I've only known you a decade. I barely know you, and it's like you know because she's lived for fucking what three thousand five fifteen hundred years, five thousand years, like years or some shit. She's she's old. <laughs> She's lived like 3,000 years or something. I don't know. I, I just know in the one episode she says to Aura that you're talking to a mage who's lived for over a thousand years. I swear she said, yeah, I, I swear she said like a 3,000 year old mage, but whatever. Also, I want to point out the English dub for Freerun is really good. I haven't checked out the English. I like it in Japanese. It's It's really good. Anyway, I guess it's my turn again. Um, What do I want to talk about? All right, I want to talk about something that kind of disappointed me. Um, we haven't really talked about that yet. <laughs> things uh, that disappoint me. <laughs> well, there are many things that disappoint me. Um, Shinoda being one of them. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk about Fate Zero. Now, put away your pitchforks. Just shut up and let no. me talk. No, hear me out. All right, I got I to gotta preface this before you preface it. Okay. You hate fate. I do not hate fate. You hate fate. No, I you think it is heavily overhyped for what it is. 
I just want to say, I agree. I don't think Fade is worth the hype. I, I definitely was, again, I, I maybe because I started with Fate Stay Night, and I was like, this was horrible. You mean the Dean, Studio Dean one? The Studio Dean Fate. Uh, I did like Fate Zero, but I think that the Fate series as a whole is overhyped. Uh, I, I don't really care about the Fate series. I, I don't understand why people like it so much. <laughs> Waifus. That's literally uh, it. it. Yeah, it's just a waifu co- collector. Like waifu It's has the same reason collectors. people like gacha games. It's just waifu collectors. Yeah, and it's like... The, I don't... I understand that Type Moon, the people who created um, the Fate, Fate series... Which was originally a, a porn game. Yeah, it's a vision novel. Porn vision novel, right? Yeah. Oh, an edoge. edoge. So... I, I understand that it's not supposed to have like amazing writing. And I think that the only reason fate has gotten as popular as it has, because especially when you look at like uh tight moons, art style and stuff is because Ufotable took over and did the designs and made them look way better. Yeah. I, I think and, that that's part of why it's so popular. And that's something I didn't want to talk about. So I, I went into watching Fate Zero knowing very little about Fate as a whole, as a franchise, besides the fact that I knew it was widely popular, and I knew some basics about the story. I knew things like about the Holy Grail War and things like that. I knew like the 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 mechanics of how that works, but that's it. That's all I knew. I also knew the character of Saber was wildly popular, because she's yeah. fucking everywhere when it comes to Fate. Um She's kind of the main character. Yeah. So that's really though. all I went in with. And I was told that Fate Zero is a good place to start if you're trying to get into the Fate series because it's largely, I think, a prequel to everything that comes after it. Yes. Um, and it kind of, the way the story is written, it kind of assumes you don't know a whole lot about Fate and how that universe works. Because it, it does spend a, a good deal of time in the opening episodes kind of explaining the world and the universe and everything, which I appreciated. Um. I think that technically Fate Zero is very well produced. Like the the art and animation is good. The character designs are, are pretty good and memorable. Um, the fight scenes are really well animated. Um, and the, the, the music is, is really good as well. Um, the story just doesn't resonate with me. Like, And I think a lot of it has to do with how most of the characters are written. They're just boring blank sheets. Except for Ryder. Ryder is fucking awesome. <laughs> course you'd like the himbo but yes <laughs> um should yeah, be played I, by markiplier <laughs> i i agree that the fate series is not well written uh mm-hmm. the story is kind of just whatever yeah and then i i feel like i'm valid in this opinion because <laughs> fate Ilya prisma Ilya prisma exists bro the, the lowly bait the lowly show? fucking show like it's Which, so maybe i should watch that maybe i like <laughs> that listen the fact that that even exists Right. I can't take your fucking series seriously. If you literally have a show that's just fucking child porn, that's gross. What the fuck is wrong with you? Type zero <clears throat> or type moon. But um, I thought Unlimited Blade Works was really good, which I haven't Again, seen. So I can't really judge that. But yeah, <clears throat> like you said, on a technical scale, I think the the Fate series other than Fate Stay Night, because that was by Dean. The, the the ones done by Ufotable on a technical scale. Are all technically well done. Yes. But for me, it can't just look good and be animated good and have good sound design. It also has music. to have a good fucking story. Yeah. Like, if I don't enjoy the characters, like, the character writing, and I don't, I don't enjoy the story and what's happening, it's hard for me to like a show. 
And that's that's my biggest gripe is I feel like all of the characters except for Ryder are painfully dully written. Yeah. So you heard it here. Acad hates fate. <laughs> I I'm not saying that I wouldn't give another part of the fate series a try at some point. Maybe Unlimited Blade Works is actually better than Fate Zero. I don't know. I, I know that there's a lot of people out there um, who prop this up uh, specifically because Ginner Abuchi wrote the the show like he wrote all because apparently this is a, an original story it's not based on any of the light or any of the visual novels um and people praise it all the time it's like i've seen a lot of the stuff that ginner abuchi's written this is down on the bottom of the list <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was able to make out no zero almost uh compelling and then he stopped writing after like the first two episodes after the first two or three episodes <laughs> three, yeah I, li I like how people sometimes <laughs> he's even come out and said it because people were blaming him for how bad that series got and he's like no 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 that wasn't me the first two episodes were me and then everything else was somebody else that i handed it off to <laughs> yeah like it started off kind of interesting and then he stopped writing for the show and that's more uh, uh. And I remember when that show first came out, they were heavily advertised and like written by Ginner Ibuchi. And it's like that needs a massive asterisk next to it. It's like the first two episodes. Yeah. So. All right. I, don't know, I just I, I, I get why some people like the Fate series. Like if, if you're into like waifu collecting and 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 just, you know, uh, waifu wars, you'll probably love Fate. If that if that's what you're going in for, you'll love it. If you actually want a decent, compelling story with interesting characters, look, watch the Monogatari series. Because <laughs> you'll get a lot of that waifu collecting just and with also, way better writing. You also get all the porn, too, man. That, that too. <laughs> oh, God. Can I, can I, since I brought up Monogatari, yeah, can I just go talk? right ahead. Go, All go right. segue into Monogatari since so, you also have so, Monogatari I, here. I, so, for those who know, uh, both myself and Natai spent a year and a half or no, almost two years doing uh spoiler cast for all of the monogatari anime here on this podcast if you haven't seen it and you like the monogatari series i highly recommend you go watch our spoiler cast series that we did um but i want to say it was about five or so years ago they announced that they were doing a manga adaptation of the monogatari series and as a monogatari fan myself i went into this very dubious about it it's like after all these years, because Monogatari was originally a light novel, it was adapted pretty faithfully into an anime adaptation um, that's really well regarded. And I thought after, you know, 10, 15 plus years, why do we need a manga adaptation of, of the same story? So that's what I went into this with. Um, the manga is is uh, it's sort of loosely based on Nisio Eason's work with the light novels of Monogatari. Um, but it's it's drawn and written by Ograte, uh, who, for those of you who don't know, is a phenomenal artist. Uh, this is the cover art for volume one. It's pretty damn good. Um, but the thing that's really compelling about this is while the characters look and sort of talk like their characters in the light novel, the story is very different. Like the overall story is kind of the same about, you know, saving people from apparitions, but the way they go about it is very different. And I think that's the thing that's most compelling to me, even as a fan of Monogatari and I've read all the light novels, um, even the ones that aren't officially translated yet. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> um, 
I was like thoroughly compelled by the story in this because even I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like a great example. And this is not to spoil too much about it. Like episode is a character that appears once or twice in the entire Monogatari series in the manga. He's a much more like, uh, important character, even though he still doesn't appear that much. Like mm-hmm. you, you see the results of his actions way more in the manga than you do in the anime or the light novels. Yeah. And I will always stand by the fact that, uh, or the statement that I made that Monogatari is the best anime that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> like, it seems like such a small cult following of people think it's amazing because it is amazing, right? Yeah. But like, no one knows about it. It's it's insane. It's like Nisio Isid is a really good writer and, and everyone loves his works, but no one knows about it. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that go into Monogatari with a very preconceived notion. Like they see something like the toothbrush scene, which, yeah, it's really weird. Even in context, it's really, really weird and hard to explain. But that's all they know about it because that's all they've ever seen. Yeah. If you if you were to just base uh, your opinion of the Monogatari series off of the memes with the you know the toothbrush scene or the the hachikuji freaking <laughs> throwing up in the air and kissing her chest thing yeah it's just like oh this show is it's like yes even in context you can't it's, you really can't explain it honestly speaking but uh listen that's not the main draw of the series that's just part of it yeah and i do like how nisio eason has said that even though the story of this is very different he considers it canon in an alternate universe yeah so I I love it. Um, I did not expect this to be any. I, I knew it was probably going to be like drawn really well because I'm familiar with Ogre and his, his like previous works. Um, so I knew it was probably going to be it was going to look good, but I had no idea he was going to change the story as much as he did and actually make it like compelling for longtime fans, not just new fans of Monogatari. Yeah, I know you kept posting that one um, panel with like Shinobu surrounded by guns. Yes. I'm just like, it looks really cool. It's like, it, it's like, it was it knives out. Is that the movie poster I'm thinking of? Uh, you talking about the one where the guy's surrounded by all the guns. That's a John wick poster. No, the knives. It's originally with all the knives. That's where like it comes from. There was a movie poster where someone's surrounded by a bunch of knives. Like it maybe like, knives out. I don't know. I, I feel like that was knives out, but I, I do know there's a John Wick movie poster where he's surrounded by people, you know, holding guns at him. I swear that's a knives out reference. But anyway, yeah, I definitely would recommend. I mean, it, it's hard for me to recommend the Monogatari series because I, I watched that when I was in high school mm. just because I watched a different show that was like Monogatari, uh, which was about like this guy who he's like kind of like a priest guy going around. It was weirdly it was a weird show. I really liked it, though. It was something Monogatari. Uh, but it was something Monogatari. I don't remember what it was actually called. But point is, I, I, I came across Bake Monogatari on accident. Mm. <laughs> and the Monogatari series on accident. And it was hard to watch because there's a lot of talking, a lot of fast-paced dialogue. And I had to pause a lot to read like the text on screen. And it's hard to sell that as a good anime to people who, especially to people who are new to anime. Yeah, it's really hard. I would not recommend anything about the Monogatari series to people who are new to anime. Yeah, it's hard to get into. And I I feel like because it's not newer 
noob friendly it's hard to recommend to anyone to watch because it's a lot also of people... very difficult to recommend to people who know very little about japanese culture because there's a lot of japanese cultural references in monogatari yeah and it's like it's it's one of those things that it's hard to translate it's it's hard to just recommend yeah <laughs> even it though is. it's so good it's a shame and also, it's it's probably difficult. Well, it's difficult for me to recommend to some people because I know people who are relatively newer to anime like watching dubs. Monogatari has never gotten a dub, and it never will. Yeah, because half of the jokes would never land. No, half of the jokes would, would don't it, don't work outside of Japanese the Japanese language. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. I was very pleasantly surprised with how well this manga series has turned out. Also, they turned Kaiki into like a certified DILF. Oh my god. Kaiki best girl. Yes. <laughs> the one thing that started this podcast. Yes. <laughs> it will always it'll always come back to that. Anyway, what do you got, John? Uh Ningen Fushin, Adventurers Who Don't Believe in Humanity Will Save the World. Now, I read the manga prior to the anime coming out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the manga was alright. I, I didn't have any gripes with it. Okay. It's about adventurers who get dicked by their parties. Like one of them gets left for dead. Uh, another one gets kicked out and like just scammed. And another guy gets framed for uh, sexual assault and kicked oh, out. Oh, superb. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's a collection of people. Unlike it, it, it's a motley crew. It's like, um, it was like watching the ACAD people play D and D is what it was. <laughs> It's a motley crew of adventurers who hate other adventurers because they're like, people are the fucking worst and they're unlikely heroes that have to save the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interactions between the characters are pretty good, in my opinion, but the anime was just bad. Like, there's this one scene where, um, I don't even remember the main character guy's name now, but he's walking down the stairs and they just like forgot to animate it so it's just like he's just sliding down the stairs <laughs> and you're like he's on is he like on the one of those moving sidewalks no it's like they didn't bother to actually animate him walking downstairs so they just tilted the like he's walking on a plane and it's just like going down <laughs> in, like a slope and it looks so goddamn awful I thought you were going to say they did like a really awkward match cut where they show him at the top of the stairs and then instantly he's at the bottom. No, they they probably should have did that. That would have been better than the whole like gliding down a slope stair. It's so dumb. (laughs) Like glaring animation issues aside, the anime just didn't really enrapture me like the manga did because I it's like the the story is basically about the power of friendship and these people learning to um, enjoy each other's company and like having faith in humanity and literally the superpower is that they can, these adventurers can combine bodies hmm. because of this one ancient relic, because it's Audio about powers their combined. Yeah, no, like they, they confuse into like they, whatever class is the Nick, the na- main guy's name is Nick and he's like a, a thief class. But then there's also like this dragon born warrior class and they confuse together. And because it's like, they, they get to know each other, right? They, you understanding someone else's heart. Uh, mm. creating bonds and stuff that's literally what it's called this sounds uh, like it was a interesting idea that was muddled by its adaptation yeah i, I thought that it was an interesting idea uh for whatever reason the anime just did not do a good job selling it to anyone like mm. again aside from the glaring animation issues just the everything else about it it did 
it lacked the nuance that the manga did. Mm-hmm. And I it's it's just a shame because I was looking forward to this. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, Oops. oh, what what happened? <laughs> Oops. Like, it'd be one thing if the source material was bad <coughs> from the get go, because I, mm-hmm. I can be like, OK, well, the source material sucks. So if the anime sucks, that, that par for the course. But it's like the source material doesn't suck. It just wasn't really translated that well. Mm. It just seemed goofy. So that, that's just it's, it's a shame. You know, it it surprised me in a bad way. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it always is a shame when there's like interesting source material that does get adapted into an anime where the anime is clearly or the, the adaptation has clearly been muddled by its change in medium. Yeah, like uh, Way of the House Husband. The manga is fucking phenomenal. I love reading. And I manga. feel like the the anime could actually be good if it were fucking animated. Yeah, the anime. At least, I haven't seen season two, so maybe they fixed it in season. No, two. they didn't. Oh, OK, <laughs> well. Yeah, the way of the house husband is uh, another example of like, I, I was looking forward to it, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's not animated. <laughs> oh no! And then you think to yourself, oh, it's a trailer. Maybe it's just like you know, test footage or whatever. And then you I, watch the anime, and it's like, oh my god, it's the same thing. I think it's an unfortunate thing, but generally, if you watch an anime trailer, and they don't release any of the animation. That's a bad it, sign. It's it's a very bad sign that it's got bad animation. Unless it's a very early teaser trailer. Yeah, there's like PV one, PV two, and stuff like that. Yeah. Then there's trailer ones and trailer twos. You know, if, if it's like if it's a if it's, if it's a teaser trailer that's coming out like a year before your anime is supposed to premiere, and there's there's not much to it, then I think you're okay because that's just announcing, hey, we're doing this animation. Yeah, but then when you get to like trailer one and trailer two, and it's like it only shows you here's art from the the source material and what the character looks like and who's who they're voiced by. It's like I I don't see any animation for the show. This is pretty god awful. There was a and... there was an anime that we talked about in I think the winter preview that I watched its trailer and like half of the trailer was just showing panels from the manga and I'm like this is yeah, not just a still, good sign. That's the one I'm talking I'm talking about. Then I watched the show and I was like wow, it's poorly animated. It was terrible. This like this is not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, so Nigan Fushin though, it didn't look bad <laughs> in the trailer. So I I was I was kind of excited for it and I was very disappointed. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend watching Nigan Fushin. Uh definitely just if you care about you know, the story about the power of friendship and people getting over the traumas of being betrayed and learning to trust one another again. Uh, definitely give it a shot, which is an interesting concept. Like, you yeah, know, because it start it, out it, getting fucked over and then you have to learn how to trust people. Yeah, it because it's it's I mean, it's it's a very relatable thing. Uh, getting your trust betrayed and then, you know, it, it's also a found family trope because, again, you know, these four adventurers find each other and uh, they, they become friends and close to each other. Mm-hmm. And learn to trust people again. And, and then they go and save the world. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Can we talk about Hell's Paradise? Because I think this is one you and I both wanted to talk about. Okay. So, I one of the other super hyped up shows was From Hell's last Paradise. Year. From last year was Hell's Paradise. And again, because people are like, oh, it's really good. It's hyped up. It was like the third most anticipated uh, anime of the season or some shit or second most or whatever. I was like, I don't know anything about this. Apparently, I know that the manga was apparently super popular. So I was like, OK, I, that's all I know about it. So I went and I watched it. I'm like, 
okay, it's got a kind of interesting concept. And then it kind of just stays like it's kind of interesting, but kind of not interesting. Like, at first you think, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be a Battle Royale anime. It's not a Battle Royale anime. That's how it presents itself. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it looks like when you get to from the very beginning. You think, oh, a bunch of criminals are getting sent to this island and they're going to go do some stuff. So they're going to kill each other. And then you get to the island. It's like, yo, there's some weird shit on this island. <laughs> you're like, yo. It's like it, the it, island becomes the actual thing that everyone's fighting against, not each other. Yeah. And it, it, it's really cool. But then they'll show like the island and like the weird shit that happens on that. They'll show the interesting stuff. And then they'll back off of the interesting stuff for like two or three episodes to do like character development for uh, Gabby Maru. Is that the main guy's Gabi name? Gabby Maru. Yeah. For, uh, for the characters in the show. And I'm just like, I, I don't really care. And then, Do you know what I call him? He's what? PTSD Bell. PTSD Bell. <laughs> yeah. Because he looks like Bell from Donmachi, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's clearly got a ton of PTSD. Yeah, it's like there's a really cool story to be told in Hell's Paradise, but it, it honestly just stays muddy until you get to the near end. Like, I think it starts getting really good around like episode 10. That's when it yeah. goes hype and you're, that's, you get to that's, learn. That's kind of what I said. Like the first two episodes are kind of interesting because it does a really good job setting this up. Of course it does the, in like the episode three or four, it does the whole like turnabout where you think you're going into a battle Royale and it's not. Um, yeah. But like the first two episodes, it set, sets up the world really well. It sets up the stakes really well. Um, and then you have like the middle part of the season, which is like from episode four through like eight or nine. Uh, where it's 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 a lot of just wandering it, it's kind of all over the place in terms of the writing quality and, and everything. yeah it's like it'll show hints and pieces of like very interesting things about the island because again the most interesting thing about hell's paradise was the island yeah once we got there because i was like I, you know i don't mind battle royale stuff like i, I liked batum uh i i like battle royale manga I feel like batum is a criminally underrated anime i think it's all right um it's pretty it's pretty sad yeah it's very sad uh because like all the people who end up on the island and all this other stuff and like especially hime the um the love interest i guess you could call her mm-hmm. of the show like how she ends up there and like just it's terrible whatever what happened to her and her friends is just terrible but uh it definitely didn't go as hard as the manga did with like the the sexual assaults and stuff because that Thanks, was like yeah, well, it's, Batum is criminally underrated, but I, I like Battle Royale shows. Like, mm-hmm. I like Darwin's game. As stupid as Darwin's game is, I like Darwin's game. Um, so you're saying you like Mirai Nikki? <laughs> I did like Mirai Nikki. Oh, God, don't tell the tie. <laughs> I know. We looked at my mouth. I rated Mirai Nikki like an 8 out of 10, bro. Oh my I God. liked it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't have anything against Battle Royales. So that's why I, going into Hell's Paradise, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't care. I, if it's a battle royale, whatever. Like, we have. And you like how character. all of the characters that end up on the island are very different from each other. Yeah. And I just don't like that the interesting thing, once they do the turnabout and you're like, oh, the island is like, oh, what is up with the island? Weird fucking monsters, weird shit's happening. And it's like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, and, and they just like don't show you too much of it, and then you hit you hit episode like ten, and that's when it's like okay, we're back to the actual like here's more shit about the island. I'm like, oh, this is the really cool stuff. So yeah. it's hard for me to like recommend Hell's Paradise to people because 
you know, if you gave it a, a typical three episode shake, like I do for most anime, mm-hmm. I, I can't recommend it because it takes 10 episodes to get to the interesting shit. Yeah. Like it's not bad, but it's just not great until episode 10. But I mean, once you, you get go there, in though, expect, and especially if you go in expecting a battle royale, which is not only how the first two episodes present it to be, but also how all of the trailers present it to be. Yeah, but you know, once you get to episode ten and you start learning about the story and stuff, it gets really interesting and really good. Yeah. So I definitely think it lived up to the hype, but I it's hard to recommend it because again, uh, recommending a show that hey man, you got to watch like at least. 10 episodes of to really get till it really gets good because it's it's it, that's a hard sell to me man like if you can't yeah. enrapture me in the first hour of your show your movie why would i want to watch it like, exactly and it, 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 it kind of sucks because steins gate to me is like that steins gate is kind of like it's kind of okay slow interesting. it is steins hell's gate paradise is, very, is a slow burn yeah and just like hell's paradise steins gate gets really good around like episode nine <laughs> episode seven it starts the, to actually the, dif- pop the off. big difference is steins gate is a 25 episode show hell's yeah, paradise is 13 Pers- episodes 13. but it's getting uh, a second season it is so. getting a second season but at yeah. least with steins gate you didn't have to wait two or three years to see how it ended <laughs> yeah i think that for hell's paradise i would recommend it just on the premise alone because you know uh not not the battle royale premise but like the island the whole mystery of the mm-hmm. island and stuff that is super cool and interesting yeah like, I want to learn so much more about it. Which hopefully we will in season two. Yeah. I guess I could just go read the manga, but... You you could. I'm not that invested into it. You won't, but you could. Yeah. I've got other things I'm reading. It's fine. All right. The last thing I want to talk about, speaking of things that are super hyped up, uh, Mashoku Tensei. <laughs> um, so if, if you watch this podcast, you know, I'm not an easy sell when it comes to Isekai. Um, although I do know that John going into when this anime came out, you had read the original source material, which is the web novel. Correct. Um, this, the adaptation of Mashoku Tensei is based on the light novel, which is the more refined version of the web novel. And, Um, uh, one of our commenters, comment, commenters, commentators, comment, comment, people who comment on our, our video about like how it's a lot more different in the light novel. And I'm just like, oh, you know, cause again, I'm, I'm basing it off of the web novel, which is not that refined. But uh, I really we've like said it on this novel. podcast before. Web novels are essentially first drafts. Yeah, <laughs> the the one where they don't have an editor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd because like... most of most of the people that pu- like publish those web novels on these web novel sites, like in Japan, they don't go back and edit their stuff. No, um, they just write it and they just throw it up there. Well, like Overlord, uh, the web novel for Overlord, it doesn't have one of the best characters. Albedo. Albedo. <laughs> she doesn't exist in the web novel. She's yeah. made for the light novel. It's amazing what happens when your editor gets a hold of something and says, you know what made this better? Hot waifu. Yes, hot waifu. Hot psycho waifu. Hot crazy bitch. Right. Uh, got to yeah. type. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> definitely do. Um, but no, Mishoku Tensei. Um, so I went into this. Obviously, it was kind of hyped when it uh, when it started airing. And I, I held off watching it for a while. In fact, I held off watching it until the first season had finished airing. Right. Um, and I went and watched the whole thing. I binge watched it over the course of a weekend. Um, I went in with very 
very tempered expectations. I was expecting a generic isekai, which the setup to it is kind of generic isekai. Dude is a piece of shit in real life and gets hit by a truck and gets reincarnated. Like, that's the setup. Well, no, he saves uh, two kids from getting hit by a truck. He does, but he does get hit by a truck. Yeah, he gets isekai. He gets he gets isekai by no, truck. No, he gets too. he gets tensei. He doesn't get isekai. Isekai well, is transported. Both. It's yeah. both. It eh. is an isekai because it's a different world. That's true. Yeah, yeah, but it's a reincarnation isekai, not like a summoned isekai. Yeah, or like a backrooms isekai. The tensei isekai. Um, but if you can look past the 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 isekai tropes of how it starts, um, and you have a high tolerance for sexual stuff because there's a lot of sexual stuff in the first season um there's a really good story with the main character realizing that he lived his life as a piece of shit getting a second chance and it's like okay i actually have the chance to be a better person this time and he's not perfect yeah he's not perfect he relapses from time to time but he um I mean, I'm a little biased because again, Sagita voices the um, the inner monologue voice of uh, Rudy, and I, yeah. I, I fucking love Sagita. If Sagita's in it, I'll watch it. You know, it doesn't <laughs> matter what shit. it is, I'll watch it. Remember that anime that Sagita was in, where it was like literally nationalist propaganda. <laughs> no, which one is that? Is that the the firefighter isekai or not? Oh, isekai, the firefighter anime that came out like three or four seasons. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Sagita? Oh, yeah, he was in there. He was the old guy. He was the old guy, and it, the, yeah, the anime yeah, is like right. literally just like nationalist propaganda. <laughs> yeah, we hate illegal aliens. The anime. Yes. <laughs> and, um, oh god, it was no, so bad. The, the the big reason why I like watching uh, Mashoku Tensei number it is a, a bit it is a bit of a slow burn story as well, which I've come to appreciate those not like slow burn in the sense of One Piece because there's there's such thing as too slow of a slow burn. Um, I don't think One Piece is a slow burn anime thousand plus episodes man that's it's not i don't think it's slow burned i think from the get-go we you know we know what the story is from literally chapter one of the manga like the, the story has not changed i want to be pirate king it's my adventures on collecting a crew and becoming pirate king and that is literally what every episode is 50 years later here we still are <laughs> listen the one piece is real he's gonna collect it okay unless oda dies Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know my history with telling, saying that people were still alive on this podcast. But yeah, with Mashoka Tensei, I remember I liked it because I was like, it, again, I was, I even, I prefaced it. I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Mashoko Tensei is the very first web novel I have ever finished reading. Uh, and I spent months, like I'm talking two and a half, three months reading every single web novel chapter and it's worth pointing out the web novel itself came out a long time ago yeah long time ago so i remember i'm pretty sure it was jason that recommended mushoku tensei to me i don't remember this is back during the early days of the podcast yeah because i was what i was reading overlord first and then uh for whatever reason, they had a recommendation thing and Mushoku Tensei was part of the recommendation. And I, I think it was Jason that recommended it, though. I don't well, I remember, remember Jason talking about in like the first couple of years of the podcast. I remember Jason talking about Mushoku Tensei on the podcast back then. I, I honestly can't remember. It's been a while. So but yeah, I, I again. So I already knew I liked the source material. Uh, I didn't 
my expectations for the anime were just like, you know, just because the source material is good doesn't mean the anime is going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. look at Overlord. Source material is amazing. The anime is not that great. The first season is pretty good. Everything else, eh. Yeah. It's, it's, the soundtrack and the sound design is really good. The Myth and Roid, I mean, come on. It's just the, the piss poor CGI is just real bad. Uh, I actually did like season three of Overlord. Mm. It did better. It's better than season two for sure. Or season, uh, I think it's actually season four. I don't remember. Season, which season four kind of sucked. What? You didn't watch. You didn't watch. Shut up. I, I did. I I don't really listen. What? Season season one was pretty good. Season two was kind of. Eh. Season three was not great. And then season no four season yeah season of... three was the uh, season three was one of the most hyped parts of the uh, light and they yada yada over like half of it. Yeah, and then uh, season four, I really liked the battle with um the. The troll guy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the first part of season four I liked. The second half of se- season four I did not like. They literally skip uh volumes of the light novel. Just just go watch the light novel or read just, the light novel, yeah, please. Do yourself a favor. Go go buy the light novel and read them. Like it, it's just way better. But with Mushoku Tensei, I I didn't know if the anime was going to be a good adaptation. I really didn't. I, I didn't know anything about it other than like it's finally got an adaptation, mm-hmm. and I was excited because again it's it's one of my favorite web novels I've read, so I'm excited to to see stuff that I like get animated. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the first episode and being like, "Holy shit! They they really took their time with like polishing out the world because that's one of the other things that Mishoko Tensei does really well world is world building." And it took its time. It didn't take all of its time to do it because it did live. Shoko Tensei does leave out quite a lot of stuff, in my opinion, that like it doesn't the stuff that didn't like, go go watch our spoiler cast about Mishoko Tensei. They, what I it does is it. It, it, it leaves out character building stuff in favor of world building. Yeah. And it's like it's just I, I, I hate that because a lot of the a lot of the appeal of Mishoko Tensei to me is the character depth and building. Like everyone is feels like almost all of person. the characters that you meet are very well developed and you watch them develop or you, you know, you read the story and you develop over several you, years, you see them develop over years. And it's really cool. But yeah, I, I'm glad that Mushoku Tensei, like <laughs> memes aside, like peak anime peak is back peak isekai. Uh. I mean, it is one of the best isekai out there in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say so. But again, yeah. I'm biased. <laughs> I, mean, I know how it ends. <laughs> it's true, you do. Has it actually? Has the light novel ended? I don't know. I like it. I only read the web novel, so I don't know. But eventually, I'll have to go read the light novel because apparently, it's a lot better, a lot more refined. Okay, I gotta check real quick and see if it's. Uh... Yes, it is finished. The light novel ended in on uh, November twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. So it is done. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy all of them and read them. I've got Lost other chance. light novels I'm reading though. It's like I've got three. I'm, I have. Yeah, one. I I went into it expecting a generic isekai, and while it does have a somewhat generic isekai setup in the beginning, um, if you like watching someone better themselves over the course of their life watch this 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 isekai it's 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 great all right i for the last one i'm going to talk about is uh 
there's a, a trending trope in um anime lately that's not just isekai mm-hmm. it's otome isekai oh boy <laughs> let me tell you let so me tell it, you about otome's <laughs> Otome Isekai is basically the the general setup is like I I was a lady in the human world and I loved playing this Otome game and then for whatever reason I died and reincarnated into my Otome game. Should we explain what an Otome is for those who might not know? It's an Otome game is a uh, a game Otome just means like um girl game. It's a girl mm-hmm. game. It's what it is a portmanteau of. Um <laughs> it's like a chick flick but a game. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's games that are primarily centered around like romance and stuff like that. And it's it's built for women to enjoy, mm-hmm. um, essentially. Vision novels for girls, I guess. <laughs> it's actually only an ultimate game doesn't have to be a visual novel. But point is, it's games for girls. Uh, ultimate Isekai and specifically villainous otome isekai <laughs> has become very fucking pop in fact i think there's two or three airing right now season, airing right now and i'm watching them <laughs> uh two of them are actually pretty good not gonna lie but uh, it's amazing I- how many things that are like geared and aimed towards women it's like yeah john will watch that what what's wrong with watching things for oh women? there's nothing wrong with it it's just funny that you watch so much stuff that's air or geared towards women it's got good writing bro what can i say it's nothing wrong with it. You know, I, I like staring at himbos. I wish I was a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the most heretical last boss queen from villainous to savior. It's a, it's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. But I call it the most heretical last boss queen. The most heretical last boss. So basically, the premise is that, uh, you know, Otome Isekai, she played this Otome game. Uh, she reincarnates, but then she reincarnates instead of being the heroine, she's the villainous. Mm and um because she's a regular human person she's like oh i'm gonna be nice to people instead of being the villainous and being a huge bitch (laughs) yeah that that's that's it and the problem is that she's actually super nice and super sweet and she saves a lot of people and does a lot of good for the world Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason she keeps thinking like because she's the villainous she's destined to be evil and she's gonna eventually get killed for it but she'll like, but even though she thinks that she still tries her best to be like the best person ever. And everyone around her, instead of hating her and wanting to kill her are like, Oh my God, she's literally the saint. She's, she's our savior. She's, she's the queen. Uh, and I, I went into this thinking, okay, it's a, it's an ultimate isekai. It's a villainous ultimate isekai. And I have the seen standards plenty are of very it. low, <laughs> very low. A lot of it is, a lot of the ultimate isekai villainous ultimate isekai that I watch, I like watching because it's either it's funny and it, the himbos they got in it are cool guys. <laughs> They're cool characters, you know, because a lot of ultimate isekai is about like the characters. It's about the characters that are in the harem and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they're just stand up people, stand up individuals. And it's just about the character growth and development between the main cast. And, and you know, it's a fun time. You don't have to think too hard about it. There's no over, uh, overbearing like world domination aspect and this and that, and a lot of it is just like fun, fun, turn off your brain, lighthearted, good stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff that I've grown to like a lot recently. So I went into the most heretical last boss thinking like it's gonna be like that, you know, it's gonna be like Bacarina and the other fuck. I don't remember what that one was called. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the title. 
<laughs> yeah, Katarina, but she's an idiot, so she's from Bacarina. But hey, Bacarina, <laughs> I I was thoroughly surprised at the most radical last boss because I didn't know anything about it, and, and it was one of those situations where I was like, I need to watch something, and I've seen everything this season. Like, let me watch something I I don't know anything about. So I tossed it on. Uh, I think I was on high dive. I watched it on high dive. <clears throat> I and, think you may be right about that. Because I don't think it's on Crunchyroll. I mainly watch things on Crunchyroll, but I also watch stuff on high dive occasionally. So I, I watched it and I was actually, it started off as like a show I watched like in passing, like in the background while I'm doing stuff. And then yeah. I started getting invested in the story. And I'm like, I actually really like the characters. I like the develop, development of the villainous. And overall, I just like the fact that she she's super mega nice to all these people and it's like she's changing their lives for the better and she wants to do better for the world just because she's a nice person who knew that watching people be nice could be so much fun <laughs> i know and it's more it's got comedy elements into it but it's also got like drama thriller elements into it as well yeah it's it's, it's a weird show because it's it doesn't follow the, the drama i can understand is you put in thriller in there i'm thinking hmm. well there's suspense and stuff okay but uh it's 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 just a good watch i I recommend it to anyone who want who especially if you like ultimate isekai stuff like it's a pretty good one it, to me it's like one of the standout ones compared okay. to like other freaking ultimate isekai all right i think that's everything on our lists all right, awesome. I mean, I, I know you had originally written down Apothecary Diaries, but I know you guys talked about it a lot during the monthly dub. I was going to talk about Butareba, Apothecary Diaries, and uh, there's another one. There's a third one, wasn't there? I think, but yeah, I think you deleted it. Because I, I already talked a lot about them on the monthly dump, but I, I yeah. didn't feel like I needed to talk about them anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, so a list of anime that surprised both myself and John, either for good or bad. Um, let us know down below if there's any anime that surprised you when you watched them, either good or bad or, or manga or light novels that you read. Um, tell yeah, us I love recommendations. In. Yeah. Like anything that people recommend, I, I do check out. We love, and you know, there's stuff that people have recommended to us both in our uh, comments on like YouTube or on our discord server that uh some of us have gone to watch and or read and ended up liking it um and sometimes we end up talking about it on the podcast so yeah let us know down below um you know anime that surprised you good or bad or if you have any uh, opinions about the stuff that we did talk about um if you agree with us or or not um but uh, with that said, I do want to thank everyone for dropping in to watch us. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you like what you saw and want to see more, it really does help us out. Check uh, down below where you can find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitter, on TikTok, on Discord. Um, we also have a link to our merch store down there where you can really help us out if you want to buy some uh, ACAT-themed merch. Um, with that, though, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. It's been two hours. Let's go. Goodbye. I got to take out of here. I don't know about you. I got to take a wicked shit. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, don't end the episode like that. Uh-oh, stinky. Uh-oh, stinky. <laughs>